baby isn't born yet. We've not gone into labor. Miriam was due on Wednesday, but we're still waiting and um, we'll see what happens. She's going to go to an acupuncture appointment uh, this morning, which uh, maybe will induce the labor. If not, um, they'll induce her on Wednesday or Thursday. So by next week's episode, then the baby will be born. So we're... uh, this will be the last episode before uh, we go into the proverbial second season. Um, I wanted to read a very brief quote from a book I've been thumbing through. Um... It's uh, Nick Cave and someone named Sean Ohagan. Ohagan? Sean Ohagan? I don't know. Uh, It's called Faith, Hope, and Carnage. And it's a bunch of interviews um, from... uh, that they did um, more recently. And there's just one little part that I was like... uh, I wanted to just pluck that out and read it, read it here. Um, He says, improvisation is essentially an act of acute vulnerability, but it is also a path to creative freedom, to wild adventure in which the things of true value can often emerge through misunderstanding. Um, a, a simple quote, but really, I just thought that that uh, that was very true, and um, I feel like a lot of the the work that I've enjoyed doing a lot more um, has to do with. I'm just gonna turn the volume up. I feel like the it's quiet. Let's see. That's a bit better. Um, has to do with that maximum maximizing the freedom when you're making the freedom you feel when you're making your work um, is very important and very fun in which the things of true value can often emerge through misunderstanding that's uh, I think that's important he actually says emerge through musical misunderstandings, but I actually just omitted the word musical because I thought um, it could be a little more universal that way, and it's all the, the same. So, through misunderstanding and almost through error, you can unveil some interesting um, truths, and the process is very enjoyable. And I feel like that's generally the way I I just like working. For better or for worse. To measure quality in that scenario is... um, uh, Can be done, though. It's not like um, it's off the table. It's really just more editing is involved. Um, I don't know. It's, uh, It's good. Um... This week, I put out a YouTube video um, that I was quite happy with, but felt a little more, um, not personal, maybe did feel actually more more personal in a way, because I, I used one of the, the posts I read on this show from last week um, in order to, uh, as a voiceover. And I was talking about, um, you know, w- what it means to be an uh, to be an unsuccessful artist, and uh, to to kind of usually I've 
had kind of this world where it's all the creative stuff and then and then there's like the my personal life and all the videos i make where you know it's us um basically getting ready to have the baby um and doing kind of the day in the life um type show but combining those worlds um has been kind of uh i haven't really quite i feel like i haven't quite found a way to merge them as much and i felt eventually it'd be nice for it all to kind of for that all to connect a bit more um because right now it feels a little separate so that was kind of an attempt at merging the two things um but it was really meaningful i guess to kind of be like look like um i'm not the most successful artist by any stretch but i chose that path in life and when you're young and you're going to go down that that road people start warning you that you know how are you essentially how are you going to support a family when you've chosen that life this so that that's but i did anyway right i still went went for that path and so to combine that feeling of like look like i picked the artist's life and it didn't um it is what it is like it you know uh, I, I don't make much money off it and I don't have a big audience is kind of what, what that poem uh, was really just stated clearly. And I'm having a family and, and we're happy, <clears throat> excuse me. And, and we're happy. Um, so those, and those, that's kind of my one of my greatest fears in life is like, how am I going to be able to support a family and stay true to my, I guess, need to, you know, live a creative life. And so that, that video felt really important, but I, f I felt, I guess, very, um, really exposed, um, by releasing that. I was like, wow, this is, uh, this feels like a lot, but that's, I think that's, a good thing for me to really show myself and let go of um, confront uh, the, the feeling of what will people think oh you you know of of me and and how I see the world really because it wasn't bullshit I think <laughs> everything in that video um, felt very much like my true self but I was scared to show it um, it's a weird thing, you know, I teach at a film school and when they're early on and, and they're kind of, they being the students, they're always like, like they won't call themselves directors or whatever. Cause they feel like it's this holy thing to be, get, to earn the right to be a director. And, and when people like call themselves an artist or a writer, it's like, oh, are you a real artist or writer? Um, you know, this, this whole kind of territory, which is utter bullshit, truly, to think that these, these kind of like, you know, being involved in any of those uh, pursuits like there's any measure of getting to earn the right to call yourself it or not. It's, it's so idiotic. It's so pointless. And it's so, there's so many, it's, it's so many better problems in the world to concern yourself with than if someone has the right to, you know, be, uh, identify with a certain creative discipline. But, I think there's, um, for some reason, there's something 
so cheesy about it all when you're like oh i'm an artist oh i'm a writer and and whatever that that whole thing about that world is um there's discomfort around it and so you know just always just trying to um just get that layer cards out like look this is who i feel like i am and who no one cares but i think that people will care or that they'll be passing judgment on it but there's not enough people watching to to give a shit <laughs> okay so um let us begin the posts the first one of this week i still look forward to seeing her i've taken a shower and clipped my fingernails now it's time to sit and write lately i've been thinking about my wife i've been thinking about how things were and about how things are in a way nothing has changed i still look forward to seeing her every day i noticed that after i clipped my fingernails and went into the shower before i sat down to write this evening um that ending beat where before i sat down to write this evening that last part this evening i don't like i'm gonna delete that gone <laughs> um let me read it again um and I, th I think i talk about this in the next post but i cap and i i capitalized all of the lines to copy uh philip larkin um but i totally regret it it's so i think in the way that it messes up the cadences it doesn't make sense to me but i think i actually write a post about that next let me read that one more time i've taken a shower and clipped my fingernails now it's time to sit and write let me i think i'm getting it i want to get into the i want to read that correctly I've taken a shower and clipped my fingernails. Now it is time to sit and write. Lately, I've been thinking about my wife. I've been thinking about how things were and about how things are. In a way, nothing has changed. I still look forward to seeing her every day. I noticed that after I clipped my fingernails and went into the shower before I sat down to write. Um, I was, when I was trying to record the, um, the poem that I used for the voiceover in my video this week, um, I was like, okay, I'll just, I'll re-record it to have like a new version of, of it um, to, for the video. But I was like, I don't know, I couldn't really beat the take I did on the podcast last week. There's something about when you read, when I read these for the first time out loud that, and I'm kind of discovering them again for the first time, that makes it less about me like performing it and trying to get the nuance right and just, I'm more like discovering it again that I think is a way better way of reading them than like, okay, let's do another take as I just found myself doing, I think as a result of um, doing the, trying to do those voiceovers and like reading it over and over again and being like, okay, I, I want to basically do the acting of it. Like more nuance on this word, or let's say this in this way, but, but that's all bullshit. And uh, and I don't want to operate that way. It doesn't feel as good. Not out of it's less it's less work, but it's just like it just becomes so neurotic so fast. 
Um, and uh, I think the point of this this poem is like I was thinking about um, I guess reflecting on when we first met and we worked on film sets together and I remember like at the end of the day going home and being excited to see Miriam again the next day on set even though we were at like doing these crazy long days and the shitty work um and uh but i still was like cool i'm i'm excited to see her in the morning and get to spend the day with her and uh, it really got us through that shoot um and then to be like thinking of how you know our lives are now where it's like um like right now I'm recording the show, but if I think about going, taking her to the acupuncture appointment after this, like there's it's that excitement that's still there. It's not as like in my face, like <laughs> as like a, you know, new love is, um, but those, those feelings are very much still, still there. And um, that's really good. You got to, keep track of that in in your life and not just your your you know wife or whatever but your friends too like the friend you gotta sometimes there's like you make a plan with someone and you write like i'm looking forward to it I'm looking forward to meeting i'm looking forward to hanging out and uh sometimes you mean it and sometimes you don't but the ones that you, like when you mean it, when you're like, "Hey, I'm really excited to like hang out with this person," um, that's that's really important. Um, so I'd uh, really try to nurture those relationships that you look forward to spending time together. All right. Considering millimeters. Yes, this is the one I was thinking of. Yesterday, I capitalized all of the lines in my poem. I don't know what the point of it is. I think it looks worse and is illogical, but I'll do it again today. I would like to spend some time sitting and breathing at some point. Capitalizing these lines, it seems like a way to avoid that. Refining, refining pointless details. In my line of work, considering millimeters is dumb. Details are overrated. I don't know if I will continue capitalizing these lines. Instead, I will consider sitting and breathing as a way to be. Um, I feel like that's, this feels controversial to myself. Um, but so I'm, I was listening to Trent Reznor talk to Rick Rubin on a podcast this week. So, um, and they were, and he was talking about his um, composing the soundtrack for David Fincher and the Social Network. Trent Reznor was talking about that, and and he was talking about how David Fincher is like always he's like removing one frame or he's like so the details are so so important and that's great it is and it's really fun and and i think when you think of like what it means to be an artist a lot of the time like that's what you're talking about is like zoning in so far and just refining every edge and all that kind of stuff and some people work like that. And I've definitely like spent, gone through phases where I think that's the way to go. And you, you do it as much as possible. But at the end of the day, fuck it. And 
it's f- f- fuck it, but no, don't pretend like you're taking a shortcut as opposed to, hey, this is like, um, you got to really have the confidence to own the the errors and really know them. So in a way, you you can't really get away from like knowing every aspect of of what you're making, regardless of if it's a movie or you know, whatever writing or whatever visual thing, music, all that. But I guess I'm kind of comparing that outlook to this quote about this the way that that Nick Cave puts it things of true value can often emerge through misunderstanding and and the as he says acute vulnerability that comes out of improvisation the freedom the adventure all that kind of stuff so it's just a it's just a mix you're just you know always going back and forth between those those things i suppose and uh i'll, I'll always be thinking about it i guess and, and it always it's a it's just an issue in my life that uh it's a good issue it's that hey i made a drawing that looks like um it was done by a four-year-old but it's perfect you know that's uh that's what I like. I just like that shit. So fuck off. <laughs> Next one. God bless the public library. I have some library books that are due soon. I was anxious that my wife was going to go into labor before I had a chance to return them. My wife's due date is tomorrow. When a library book is due, it must be returned. When a baby is due, it will be taken out. In a way, it is like you are boring the baby from itself. You have to take good care of it until it is time to return them. If you rip any of the pages or spill something on it, you will have to pay a large fine and lose your membership. I know this metaphor is mostly useless, and I'm drawing a random connection between two things that have nothing in common, but I suppose it is uh, but I suppose it is helpful to route my anxiety through the public library for now. That's pretty good. Um, better than I, I thought I, when I started reading this one, I was like, oh, this is, a, this is kind of a dud, but uh, I think it's actually kind of fun. There's some one line I want to choose. And I'm drawing a random connection between two things that have nothing in common. I almost want to put like between two things that have I want to like throw in a word there, have almost nothing in common or something, but I'll leave it because because um, it's fine. See, that's an example of what I was just talking about before of like I can sense there's something imperfect about that sentence. I'm drawing a random connection between two things that have nothing in common. I have the sense that I want to throw in an extra word there between two things that have, you know, relatively nothing in common, almost nothing in common, or some extra stupid word, maybe for the cadence of it, or to just blur it a bit. But is that but who cares? The sentence is is the same. You know, it's like think of um, the greatest movie you've seen that was um, in a language you don't understand, and you're reading the subtitles. Do you really think the person who wrote that movie? 
wrote the subtitles and translate and knew both languages and translated them or any book that you've read that's written by someone who doesn't speak the language that you do and you read a translation you still can enjoy that book like as much in my opinion i mean i don't know you can't really truly say but generally speaking it's enough to like really get the book <laughs> or if, to have seen the movie so i don't know why i'm like waging war against david fincher but um but that i guess i'm waging war against that idea that you must every frame must be perfect and obviously that's an exaggeration and you know um but but i think the more you can just let it go at this point the better uh, as long as it's saying what the best version of, of what you can um of what you're trying to say right like that's that's really all it is what are you actually trying to say what what is this actually and is and did you get it out and then move on so it's almost like this is the when we when we think about like oh what it means to be an artist a lot of the time we use the the word to like you can make a glasses case anyone can just make a glasses case but like you know this glasses case is so good it's like art you know it's art because it's like perfect so that's like one way of looking at like the the artist and then there's the other way where it's like oh no you're just sorry it's like i don't no 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 don't don't confuse me with that that's not what this is for me it's not about making it perfect art it's about just in being involved in in the creative field you see the difference um creativity versus perfectionism and there's two are opposites as well i think that's where we start to get like um confused just in the way we we generally look at these things so when people are like you're like oh i'm an artist it's like oh i'm sure you're great it's like no no, no. like i'm literally like just involved in creative stuff big difference big difference let's look it up fuck it artist i want to see the definition of that word and see which yeah fuck that okay dictionary off of google dictionary.com maybe it's all i don't know who cares where it's coming from a person who produces paintings or drawings as a professional as a professional hobby so that's the first definition a person a person who practices any of the various creative arts such as sculptor novelist poet or filmmaker hell yeah a person skilled at a particular task or occupation a surgeon who is an artist with a scalpel. A performer such as a singer, actor, or dancer. Informal. Uh, uh, habitual pract pract practitioner of a spe specified reprehensible activity. A con artist. <laughs> the con artist. Hell yeah. What's up with that? I guess they're really good at deceiving people. The con. Um, so... All I'm getting at is there's two, essentially two meanings of the word, and um, it gets confusing, and it's just kind of like, I don't know, just don't worry about it. Like, here's, the, this, is, I don't know why I'm obsessing over this, but like, for me to call myself an artist it's like yeah i spend most of my time writing poems and making movies right that's like definition number one but then there's a person skilled at a particular task or occupation and that's not me <laughs> you know like my dad like works with the scalpel you know, as like a in dentistry when he's like cutting out people's teeth and stuff. It's like, 
you know, he's in, in, in this case, a surgeon who is an artist with a scalpel. Well, you know, who's, uh, <laughs> who's the artist now, motherfucker? <laughs> Um, and, and what I mean is likely him. Um, okay. A cup of coffee or a sliced apple. Next poem. I'm sitting at my desk and wearing my slippers. I'm happy to be sitting here. In a way, I would like to sit here forever, taking a break every so often to enjoy a cup of coffee or a sliced apple. Taking a walk in the park, talking to my wife, driving her to the hospital to deliver a baby, sitting with my cat outside, that is the extent of it, more or less. Um, I'm, I like that one actually. That's, I think that's my favorite of today so far. I'm sitting at my desk and wearing my slippers. I'm happy to be sitting here. In a way, I would like to sit here forever, taking a break every so often to enjoy a cup of coffee or a sliced apple, taking a walk in the park, talking to my wife, driving her to the hospital to deliver a baby, sitting with my cat outside. That is the extent of it, more or less. I think it just feels very, very correct to me. There's no insight into life. There's no, nothing obviously fancy. And I think the fun part is it's like listing all these mundane kind of things of like celebrating just being able to sit and work at my desk, having a coffee, eating an apple, going for a walk, talking to my wife. And then it's like, Driving her to deliver a baby, that's a, that's a lot. Sitting with my cat outside. That is the extent of more or less. So that's, I guess that's kind of fun. But um, this, this feels like very much who I am right now. This is my whole life um, in a lot of ways. And that's great. I'm very happy about that. Um... It's satisfying to write something that just feels true to, um, that represents who you who you feel like you are, right? That's like, um, it's a nice thing. It's a nice thing to do. The utility of that, on the other hand, um, is debatable, and that doesn't. Does that make you selfish and self-indulgent or um, do people find enjoyment out of seeing that and maybe being like, yeah, that's maybe how I feel too. If someone, if a random person read this and um, what would, would they say, what would this do for them as like uh reading it and I think it's fine I think it's just like hey like try to honor and celebrate um, your, the things in your life and I'm sure there's actually probably a lot of people that live a very similar life to this I don't know if I'm sure about that they should I hope I hope it's the case anyway maybe I'll put this poem up on YouTube shorts and see if it's a wild success or a minor success. And that's been really fun. I think I've talked about it here a little bit, but what I've been doing is taking the video portion of the podcast and then going through and seeing which just, just taking out like one minute um, segments one minute or under segments and then putting them on YouTube shorts. And, um, it's a cool exercise. Um, it's a fun way to just like, um, 
just puts put put a thing out there and just to see like how do I explain like right now I'm on this essentially one rambling long monologue but to like pluck out like certain bits that um that are interesting or that it say something that's clear and that they kind of get stored on the side I guess so um a lot of the poems like I read them in like 40 seconds so it's perfect I just kind of pluck it out and then upload it and then I have a a video of my self reading the the poem and, and I can kind of save it for it's cool to see them all kind of build and it's it's more accessible than you know the the hour long podcast isn't it great how calm I am right now considering the baby's coming I, I kind of have moments where I'm like yeah it's just like oh it's a Sunday it's just a day but then I'm like wait this is the last Sunday before you have a baby. Oh my God. What, how's this all, uh, <laughs> chaos crying in the background, diapers, all this stuff. And it's like, it's okay. It's a really normal thing to have a baby, even though it clearly isn't, but everyone, not everyone, but many, many people do it. And, uh, we're, we're in line. Okay, I got two more for you today. This one. I don't remember what this is. Outside of time. Oh, yeah. Yeah, this one's good, I think. Okay. I've not taken time to write senselessly lately. I'm due for that tomorrow. I will sit with my notebook and write senselessly. I know that it will not bring any real satisfaction, but it's what I have to do for some reason. I know that I will write about my idea of what the future will be and what I think is important about the past. Sometimes it is difficult to write outside of time and other times it is simple. For me, a lot of the time, the goal is to find a way to write outside of time. It doesn't matter to me whether or not it's some version of the truth or some version of bullshit. I would like to be a strong writer in that regard. Um, I like that. I think this, I think this is true. I don't know. Maybe I was just messing with the idea, but I think it's true. Sometimes I'm like, when I'm thinking about writing, and it's like, well, what, what do you want to do with your writing? It's like, in the last one, I was explaining like, oh, it's be great to, you know, say something that feels true about, um, to express yourself in some way that feels uh, authentic, good thing to do. But that doesn't really always speak to, like, that's just self-expression. And it doesn't speak to, the ability of for an audience to be able to connect to to that could be really like too cryptic and you want to eventually have you want certain things that people can connect to to create that connection <laughs> they can what's that sentence the, the, you want to make something that i said connect twice really quickly <laughs> and it felt dumb um but really, it brings me back to that Tarkovsky um, book, where and that really stuck with me more than anything is like just the um, how he's like, look, um, it's finding a spiritual connection between two people through art is the point, and don't just it seems any it was kind of like I think it was he wrote that in the eighties. Um, maybe 70s, doesn't matter, something like that. Way before, like, you know, uh, everything social media. And he was really just explaining, like, filming your, a person because they did something and they're them is useless. 
and even when you read Aristotle, um, when, in Poetics, there's some line about like, hey, you don't just write a story about someone because they're them. You know, he uses like the example of like the, the big heroes of the time, like the Spider-Mans and Batmans of the time. He's like, you don't just like basically film their whole day. He's like, you have to film the dramatic parts to tell the story. This is what it is. But um, we've really, with the technology now, like it's amazing how the ability to like literally shoot yourself for 24 hours a day, the Truman Show or whatever, it's it's become very possible. And it's like that, that issue has been around not only since the 70s or 80s or whenever Tarkovsky was kind of flagging it, but like, 2,500 years ago when Aristotle was writing about, you know, what drama is then, he's still like, that was still an issue. So it's not, we think it's about the cell phones and, and all that, but it's like, no, 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 this has always been that, like, I think like one of the troubles of making creative work is like, you want to just write everything that happened. You want to just show your diary. But how do you how do people connect with that in a in a specific way? Make that spiritual connection um, that makes it all worth it. So when I think about um, what kind of writer I want to be and what what I want to do, it's like that that Tarkovsky things really rings true to me. But I also cannot be often lured by my own reflection, you know, making videos, um, about my life and some, and the mundane things. Um, I, I get that. And I don't feel like, I don't know. It is what it is. It's just part of it. And it doesn't need to be like violently opposed. Like there's, there are some value in, in doing a self portrait, right. And, uh, so many of the great paintings like are about, are literally self-portraits of people studying their own faces. It's like, sorry, is that a problem now? <laughs> um, so, I think what you want to do, though, what you want to do in this poem, what I was trying to say is like to write outside of time. I feel like that's... Um, it's an interesting way to frame it because when you, so, I'm t so writing the truth is one thing, but the truth could be like, look, I woke up and brushed my teeth and then, you know, fucking scrambled some eggs. I would obviously write a poem like that. And I probably have written some version of that a thousand times. And I always will, cause I think it's hilarious. And, but, um, what about fiction? What about writing fiction? Some version of bullshit. Um, and how much you can connect with like a, you know, a made up story. So it's kind of like, well, which path do I take? And it's like neither, like a, a mix of both. Both are, both are completely f the same at the end of the day. But you want it to transcend what it actually is. And kind of find a way to exist outside of time. It's kind of like, there's movies you watch because they just came out. There's like books or videos you watch because they just came out. And then there's ones that are a little more... They could have been released at any time in history and they're still relevant. It's like, that's what you want to make. Uh, that's, a, that's a decent measure of quality. And it kind of brings me back to, I guess, this idea of like, and it comes back to that that poem I wrote last week um, about like look like is the impulse to make art a way to try to defend to to deny that to to try to act as a defense of your own death it's like the you know maybe you could write something that transcended like our day to day life not just out of boredom but because you know that you're going to die and, and you need to, and maybe there's a defense there. 
not to be remembered to, not to be remembered that's how i that's what i learned last week in that that poem and what i kind of keep obsessing over is it's like it's i used to think about i used to think about how it was like because i don't it's not about being remembered to me i just i don't i truly i don't i don't see myself as being so concerned with that but i but as a defense against literal like dying that's I'm like, yeah, okay, that makes more sense. Is like, you know, is that so? That's what I'm talking about. Outside of time. Okay, our last one for the day. I think that it is good. It's called. It is good. I don't know what exactly, but I think that it is good. For instance, it is good to have air conditioning, and it is good to sit outside in the outside air. It is good to see a cloud in the sky, and it is good when the sky is covered by a lot of clouds. It is good when it seems like nothing is happening, and also it is good when it seems like there is a lot going on. I think that it is good. I went towards the bottle of mouthwash and I swished it around in my mouth. And then I drank some coffee that I had left over from this morning. And now I'm drinking what is left from a can of raspberry sparkling water from lunch. Yesterday for lunch, I ate two muffins and a cup of instant bone, bone broth. Tonight with dinner, I will have some Diet Coke. I think that it is good. I don't know what exactly, but I think that it is good. <laughs> um, yeah, that's awesome. It's so stupid. Uh, it's been—I don't know. I think it's been a while since I was able to like get into this real something really dumb like this. But it's so fun. Um, I'm really happy with this. With how that was to read, I was like, almost like deceiving myself with it um just to go and to be able to to it's such a, a gift and like a treasure to be able to access like the stupidest version of yourself like the most childish version of yourself and to write from that place the older you get the more you can return to that that place it's like that's the best um this probably will all become such a thing when when, when our our baby's born and I, I think that's probably how a lot of people access it you just hear i just hear them talking about it but yesterday we watched this movie i think it's called how do you measure a year how it's it's like the line from rent how to measure a year? How do you measure a year? Yeah, it's a HBO uh, documentary. It's like half an hour, um, and this guy just filmed his daughter on her birthday every day for eighteen years and asked her the same series of questions. And he watched her grow up, and it's really beautiful. Like you, you know, you should cry when you watch it at some point. Um, so really, really, it was awesome. Um, and, uh, seeing her talk in like when she was so young and seeing like basically talking and, and, you know, you could like probably quote her from one of those, um, one of those, uh, when she was like three years old and I would be like, it's like, wow, that's like a poem. This guy would write for me, you know, <laughs> like it's so in that zone. And, uh, and then to kind of see her grow up like two minutes later and then how she talks from like, um, mature, more mature, more developed kind of brainwave, especially when in the teen years where it's like, you think you're mature, but you're so naive and all of that. It's really funny. And interesting and then eventually you grow up and maybe have a more mature 
personality. I, not really, though, right? So anyway, I just am always feel like I'm trying to get back to the early days. <laughs> and uh, sometimes I worry that, like, <laughs> all of this is just, like, some attempt to, like, get out some, like, um, I don't know. I'm like, why? What's what's the connection there is interesting. It's, it's very juvenile in the literal sense, but very important, and um, and the, and and the best thing. So uh, let's call it there. Um, thank you for um, for being here today. And uh, I hope you enjoyed the episode. And and I guess thank you for um, being around all this time while, um, you know, we got pregnant throughout the whole pregnancy and all the way up until the delivery and just kind of being around for for that. And uh, and seeing us through, and for some reason, uh, I think having the uh, the the ability to do a recording like this each week has been such a strong, such a use useful, um, such a good support for me to do and uh so I, I feel really appreciative of of it and uh and i feel like it supported me a lot through um through this pregnancy and, and everything thank you and we'll see you again next week